Hello and welcome to the Run the Day podcast. I'm your host, Nick Simmons. With me as always is Kamala. Say hi, Cam. Hey, happy holidays. Happy holidays, everybody. It's cold here. It <laughs> like, is really a little bit chilly, especially in the office. Our heater went down. I know. We're, we're struggling over here, but we're <laughs> chewing run gum and running laps around the office. It's been awesome, though. This has been a good month for us. And uh, we were commiserating with one of our good friends, Christian Bowman, who we have on the show today. He's from LA. He's freezing his butt up in Philly. We're down here. (laughs) What did you think of this interview? I love it so much. I've been friends with Chris for a while, so it was so cool just to have his story be shared on this platform. Uh, I think you guys are really going to be inspired by it. Yeah, and I had the pleasure of meeting Chef Sibo, as he's commonly referred to, but I have been following him on Instagram. It's at Chef Sibo, and I'm joking with him. It's just torture following him. (laughs) His, His pictures are truly works of art. He just the finest chef. And he does a great job plating his food. Um, they, they're mouth-watering. You have to check him out. Yeah. And uh, his story is very inspirational as well. It's so cool. He followed. He knew what he wanted to do, and he just followed it. The grind was hard. Sleepless nights. Lots of work. But he Working knew. three jobs at a time. Exactly. At some yeah. And that's when he got his break, was when he was putting everything into it. And yeah. I think that is just something we can all look at and know. Okay, the hustle's hard, yeah. but you have to push through because that's how you're going to get what you want. Absolutely. And my, my favorite part of the whole conversation, there's a lot of good nuggets in here, but one of my, one of my favorites is mm-hmm. he didn't immediately come out of school and find his dream job. In fact, he had to bounce around three or four times yeah. to find what his true calling was within his industry, which is a very niche industry. Exactly. It didn't get a crap job and say, oh, well, I don't you know like this anymore and jump ship and bail. He just kept persevering until he found his true calling, Yeah. Um, which is being a private chef for some of the, the greatest athletes, athletes on earth. Yeah. yeah, you guys, this is just so inspiring because you'll hear from someone who's fueling the top athletes in the world. I mean, you have Russell Westbrook, Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, even ASAP Rocky, yeah. which is pretty cool. And it takes a lot. Those athletes wouldn't be able to do what they could do without their personal chef. Absolutely. He's fueling Ferraris. It's Chef Sibo, also known as Christian Bowman. Let's jump right in. Here Let's we go. Let's do it. All right, here we go. I am so excited for this interview. It's Christian Bowman, also known as Chef Sibo. Sibo, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you guys doing? We're awesome. We're freezing our butts off here in Eugene, Oregon. Where are you calling from? Uh, man, I'm in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It's cold out here, too, cold there man. Too. And you're, yeah. from, you're from Southern California. How did you end up in, in cold Philly? Oh, uh, man, my, my job. Uh, being blessed to be able to cook and being blessed with the talent I've been able to move around and cook for athletes. So my job has took me many places. Oh, that's so cool. What's, what's been your favorite place outside of Southern California, of course? I would say I love uh, New York. Even though it's still cold out there, I just love the big city. Lots going um, on. I, yeah, a lot going on. Um, there's a lot to do out there. I love New York. Well, dude, I, I've been stalking your, uh, your Instagram profile for days. And it's equal parts incredible and equal parts torture. And if you guys haven't checked out Chef Sibo on Instagram, go go and check it out. It's at Chef Cbo, and dude, it's just it, the, you cook like a painter paints. I mean, these are true works of art, and I just salivate while I look at some of these pictures. <laughs> that's yeah. my goal. I hope, I hope I try to make people hungry while they're, they're scrolling through my pics. That's yeah. the well, that's my mission, right there, man. mission accomplished. We've got to. I mean, I want to talk lots about cooking, but first, I want to hear about your story. You grew up in Southern California. Which which part of of uh, the LA area did you say it was? I grew up in South Central Los Angeles. South Central. Okay. And how did you get into cooking? I mean, what what else were you into when you were a kid? 
I love sports. Uh, basketball was my main thing when I was younger. You know, as growing up, being a kid, you always, your goal is to make it to the NBA. So basketball was always my thing. I've been playing basketball since I was about six. So um, my older brother played basketball, and that was just something that I looked up to. I looked up to him. Cooking just kind of came one day for me just looking at Food Network. <laughs> That's another torturous thing. <laughs> you food network. So you're watching Very. it, and are you, are you thinking, hey, I can do that, or I'd like to learn how to do that? Yes. I was 12 years old. I was in sixth grade watching Food Network, and Emro Lagasse was the first chef that I had ever seen. And I really just wanted to be on the show. I didn't really didn't want to cook. I just wanted to be on the show and eat the delicious food that he was making. <laughs> yeah. And um, I was like, I'm like, I'm too young. I can't be on the show. So I was like, why not try to make the stuff that he's making? And I just kind of, I would watch the show literally every day. And he inspired me. I remember one day he made like some stuffed bell peppers. And I was like, oh, I want to try this out. So I told my mom, we went to the store and she helped me out and they came out great. And from then I started cooking every day and that's where it started. Yeah. Is it something about being able to take all these raw, you know, ingredients and throw them together and make a final work of art? You know, is that, is that what fuels you today or fueled you early on? Or what is it now today that you have that skill that keeps you so passionate about it? I would say, yes, definitely. Uh, being able to create, it's like, it's like being a painter. I look at the play as my canvas mm-hmm. and it's really just a, a work of art. And I love seeing people when I'm able to cook, I love seeing people be able to eat my food and them enjoying it. I really get a joy in that. Well, I, I can definitely appreciate that. You know, I, I remember, and I'm, I'm reading some notes here that Kamala put together for me, but I'm, I'm remembering, you know, I used to watch my mom cook and, and try to like, you know, absorb some of the things mm-hmm. that she was doing. And I remember seeing the joy on her face when we'd all sit down as a family and enjoy yes. a meal. You followed your mom around similarly. And I think you had an uncle that liked to cook. Did they rub off on you a little bit, you know, or in your early, you know, culinary days? They definitely did. My mom, she cooked very well. So she learned from my grandmother and I learned a little bit from my mom. She doesn't like to cook as much now, but back then she loved, she loved to cook. So I would watch her in the kitchen. I also had an uncle who actually was incarcerated, but before he was incarcerated, he actually loved to cook. And once he got out, he didn't really get to do the things that I got to do, but he taught me a lot. And He's an excellent cook. And he was one of the first dude who kind of like put me in the kitchen and told me that I should do this. I remember one of the first things he ever said was, uh, you definitely should try cooking. He was like, women love a dude who can cook and they make great money. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, so I'm like, great money. And, and I get to talk to girls. So why not? That's a win-win. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Do you they, find that having that skill works pretty well when you're on a date? Just saying, hey, you know, I, I can cook pretty well. <laughs> definitely definitely yeah. for, for sure for sure oh i love it man that's so funny okay so you you're watching the food network you're practicing you've got family that's helping teach you what's the moment where you say okay this isn't just a hobby this is something that i want to do for the rest of my life i would say it was my senior year of high school uh playing basketball i went to a lot of different schools and i feel like every school i tried to get into i tried to get the home at cooking class and i could never get in it and I remember my senior year, I had a teacher. It was my first semester going to my senior year. She was just like, you don't want to be in this class. You just want an easy A. I'm like, no, I really want to cook. And I really love to cook. I ended up getting in my second semester of my senior year. And she found out that I could really cook. And she took a liking to me. And she seen that I had a passion. And she ended up putting me in a competition, a culinary competition. 
I ended up taking like second place out of like 50 students and I ended up getting a scholarship. Wow. That's and, so cool. Yeah. And from then it kind of, I just really took it serious from there. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, you obviously you're getting scholarships, uh, you know, and proving your abilities. Where was the scholarship to? Uh, Le Cordon Bleu. That's a legit school, man. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah. So how long did you go to Le Cordon Bleu? It's funny. I actually only went there for like, I think it was like a, maybe like a month or two. Mm -hmm. I really didn't enjoy the school like that. It was a great program. I just felt like I wasn't learning as much. Yeah. So, too structured or what did, not your ability to be as creative as you wanted to? What did, what did you think? Yeah. I feel like I wasn't able to be as creative as I was and I wasn't getting a lot of hands-on experience. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So a lot of people told me about trade tech, which is a trade school in Los Angeles. It's downtown Los Angeles. And they have, I heard they have an excellent culinary program. And I ended up going there and I loved it. Nice. We got to, a lot of teachers were very hands-on. We got to cook for the whole school. Uh, it was a breakfast class. I had a teacher named Chef Sue, who I love. She was from Boston, very stern teacher who really instilled a lot in me. She was very hardcore and she could crack you down. She made people cry, all type of stuff. But I learned a lot from her. And being able to, to cook, Breakfast, as soon as uh, breakfast to order, it was very hard, but I, I really learned a lot and it helped me out in my career. Oh, no doubt. It, it, was that one of your first gigs, really, cooking breakfast to order? Uh, yes, that was like my first, like, okay, this is real. That's, like, not, those, that's not an easy job, though. I, I mean, I know my, my cousin's a pro chef and I know cooking to order and, and especially that breakfast shift, man. You're, you're up early and everyone wants their eggs a certain way. It's just exactly. it's a pain in the butt. Exactly. <laughs> and it, and was, that didn't discourage you, you know, like the grind, it didn't discourage you from wanting to continue to, to pursue your passion? Uh, not at all. I feel like the, the grind is what makes me want to work harder. I feel like I've seen my mother, uh, single mother of four kids, I've seen her work very hard and do the things that she did to provide for her family. So that made me want to work even harder. I didn't care about the yelling. I didn't care about the screaming. I feel like if you really want something, then you're going to go after it no matter what. Man, I love that attitude. And, and that's obviously for our listeners. You know, you've probably seen this in a lot of our guests. If you want something bad enough, you're going to go and get it. And Chef Sibo wanted it. He didn't mind the chaos. He didn't mind the risks. He took, he basically just jumped all in. And, and that's, you know, again, one of the reasons why Chef Sibo is as successful as he is. So, you know, you're experiencing the chaos of, uh, of you know, on-demand breakfast. What's your next job after that? You, you, I mean, obviously, you, there's got to be a couple steps between between that and where you are today. You know, how did, yeah. how did things continue to evolve? After school, which was, uh, I did school for about two years. I got my, I ended up getting my AA and my certification in culinary arts. After that, I was kind of confused about what to do. I worked in a few, few restaurants. I didn't really like the restaurant thing. It's, it was it was very hard, long, long hours in the kitchen. And at times, you feel like you may be better than a head chef, or you may be better than a person, but it takes a long time to move up in the kitchen. And it just wasn't my thing. And I've always wanted to be, I always wanted to do private work. It was just something that I've wanted to do. I've been around athletes my whole life. I feel like I have friends who are in the NBA. So I, I just feel like that was my calling. But after the restaurant thing, I had a, a great friend who I worked with uh, Tiffany Swanson, who has her own catering business, and she took me under her ring. I ended up doing catering. I did a lot of big events with her, and she taught me a lot uh, working with her, and I thank her for that. But I also, once again, also found that catering wasn't for me either, and somehow I just kind of kept working. I kept pushing and posting food on my Instagram, and 
the whole private chef thing ended up working out for me. Well, yeah, clearly. But you know what I'm what I'm taking from all of this is just because you got a job in in, in the industry that you liked it may not have been the right fit for you. And so many times exactly. I hear people and they're like, well, I'm in an industry I love, but I, I hate my job. You know, what should I do? I'm like, well, go get a different job. <laughs> I mean, it's, exactly. there's, a lot exactly. of, there's a lot of jobs out there. And just because you don't like one job, maybe it's a boss or maybe it's the schedule or maybe it's, you know, the, the task that you're being asked to do, jump ship, go find another job, you know? And exactly. fortunately we're in a great economy. We're able to do that. But I think your story is such that, you just recognize that, hey, life's short, and I'm not going to sit here and grind away at something I'm not passionate about. And if you knock on enough doors, you're going to find the right home for you. Oh, and, and clearly, and, you did. Yes, exactly. And it, it definitely was a, it was a hard road. After I was actually working while I was doing my field, I was working two other jobs as well. Wow. So I, I was working at the library. I was doing boxes at night at the night shift. Uh, folding boxes and knocking down boxes. I was working three jobs while still trying to pursue my craft, and it was very tough. And sometimes, uh, sometimes you got to do that, though. You know, yes, you've got to, you've got to, you got to grind sure. so that you can push through it and really pursue your passion. I'm reminded of a lot of my my pro running buddies that would work a nine to five and still somehow find a way to run a hundred miles a week. You know, it's like, <laughs> how do human beings do this? I'm just, you know, I have so much appreciation for people out there grinding towards their passions. It's very inspiring to me. It's definitely a grind, and it's it's you 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 love it. I feel like you get what you put in. Absolutely. And with that being said, I feel like if I once once I had my first my first I got my first start, I had feel like I took my leap of faith. And like you said, like if you don't if you're not what you want to do, then do something else. And I feel like that's I knew what I wanted to do, and I told myself that this is what I'm going to do. And I actually took my leap of faith, and I had quit those jobs not knowing what was coming next or what was going to happen. Yeah. Wow. Scary, but the risks paid off. No risk, no reward. Yes, definitely. So what was your, what was your really looking back on your career? You, you knew you wanted to go private. What was the first big private gig you got? The first big private gig was ASAP Rocky. Really? ASAP Rocky? No way. That was the first gig. That was the first gig for me. Somebody ended up hitting me up on Instagram and was like, hey, uh, he's looking for a chef for a few people, a private dinner. So I went to his residence. He's a, a pescatarian, which is perfect because I love seafood. That's yeah, my favorite thing. Me too. So I made a nice dinner. He loved it. And I feel like after that, that's when everything kind of worked out for me. It was like a domino effect. And from there, the next person hit me up to the next person. And that's how it all worked out. You know, I call it the break. And uh, people who put themselves out there, they get a break. You know, you might not get 10 breaks, you might get just one break, but that's all it freaking takes, you know, and you know, you recognize this people listening in, you know, we're distilling, you know, a decade of, of experience down into a few minutes here, but they don't know how hard you grind. They don't know how many doors you knocked on, how many people you called, how many times you put yourself out there, but it only takes one break. Like you said, to start that chain reaction, that domino effect. And it sounds like ASAP Rocky was your break. Yes, definitely was my break. And it's funny that you say that because I was at a, a time in my life when I was working the three jobs and I was just like, man, like, when is my time going to come? I see other people doing what I wanted to do and I feel like nothing was happening for me, but I got that big break. And I always tend to say that it's not your timing, it's God's timing. And, I love it. Yeah. And I feel like that's just what happened and I'm thankful for it. Well, and the other thing that we like to talk about is running your own race. And 
you know, oh, I, yeah. I, I was good at this on the track. I'm not as good as it in, uh, in real life, but <laughs> you know, you, it's easy to look around, look left and look right, you know, especially mm-hmm. on, with social media and see people having early success. You know, for some of us, it takes a little bit longer. I, you know, I, yeah. I, I didn't get recruited by any D1 program. So I went to a D3 program. That was me running my race, oh. you know, and you, you had to go down your path. And, and that meant working in a couple of kitchens, you maybe didn't want to work and you see some celebrity chefs, you aspire to be them, but you ran your race and look where it, exactly. where you got there. So man, I'm just so inspired by your story. I want to hear more. So now who are you cooking for today? Right now I'm cooking for Jimmy Butler of the go. Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. And how did you get connected with Jimmy? And small world is crazy. Uh, uh, he comes to LA in the summertime and he's a big LA guy. He loves LA. And this dude, um, my boy Vic, he works in like clubs. He does fashion for a lot of the top athletes. And I actually was cooking for him. I met him cooking for Tyree Evans and Kyrie Irving. And we just kind of built a relationship and I was cooking for him for a little bit. And he has a, a pretty good following on Instagram and he would post my stuff and Jimmy's trainer actually reached out to him and said, yo, Jimmy's looking for a chef. Do you know anybody? He was like, look no further. He was like, I got somebody that's dope for you. And he ended up connecting me with uh, Jimmy's trainer. We ended up creating the time for me to come out and cook for him. And Jimmy's a real big breakfast guy. He loves breakfast. I made him uh, French toast, hash browns, eggs, and turkey bacon. And he loved it. Yeah, and, no, and, no reason not to love that. Yeah. <laughs> And I was always praying for like my big break. Like I have so many clients during the summertime where I'm pretty cool, but I never had like my own client like during the winter month. So this is what I, I had been praying for. And the second day he called me back for dinner. I cooked dinner and he loved it. And he was like, yo, I want to talk to you about something. And it, it just kind of clicked in my mind. I feel like I knew what he was about to say. And he was like, yo, I love your food. I love how you move. And I would love to bring you on as my chef during the season. And I said, yes, I'm with it. And wow, it was, dude, that's, I mean, talk about another big break. That is so cool. Was that just like, you know, taking that meeting, is it kind of like butterflies in your stomach? Like this could be like a yeah, big thing. It definitely was. I was in shock and I, I was just like, wow, just thank God. You know, the grind is really paying off. Like I said, just running my race and getting that big break. But you know, as, as an entrepreneur myself, every time I get a big break, it's followed by a sense of, oh my gosh, now I got to deliver. When you get Jimmy saying he wants you to cook for him, is there a little bit of like, Hey, I, I got to take care of this Ferrari now. I'm about to fuel this machine and I got to bring it not just for taste, but also nutrition. Is, was there a little bit of, I need to rise to this occasion? Oh yeah, definitely. I feel like I'm very, I want to be at the best at whatever I do, whether it's if, if I'm playing one-on-one a basketball game, whether I'm cooking anything I do, I want to be the best. And I feel like I, if I have a top athlete, I have to keep him at that top tier shape and make sure I'm putting the right fuel into his body. So I definitely had to amp my game and I'm always on my toes about what I'm doing when it comes to being in the kitchen. Not only do you have to study, you know, culinary trends and techniques, but now you've got to study nutrition and it's a, exactly. it's a lot on, on, on one guy's plate. Tell me when you're cooking for Jimmy and, and, you know, other athletes, what takes priority taste or nutrition? And do those have to be mutually exclusive? I would say it goes hand in hand. Nutrition is very big. But of course you want to taste it has to be there. You can cook something that's nutrition, that's something that's healthy, but it can also still be good. Most most athletes from what I've seen, they eat, they eat health, they eat pretty healthy, but they have the days where they 
can eat a few things that are not as much healthy as, as they should be yeah, eating. Yeah, cheat day. You got to have a yeah, cheat every, day. Yeah, <laughs> every, everybody has a cheat day every now and then. So I'm going to hit you with the hard one right now. We, you, okay. you, you don't, we haven't met in person before, but I like mm-hmm. a good cheat day. And I eat everything. You, you would like cooking for me because I, I literally like everything. No, no <laughs> allergies. So if I was Perfect. to have a cheat day, what would you prepare for me for a big cheat day dinner? Big cheat day dinner, I would do, I have a honey sriracha glazed salmon. Oh my with, gosh. That sounds uh, so good. With the garlic mashed. I would do a, a, a garlic mashed potato. It was uh, sauteed asparagus. Oh my gosh, dude! Yeah, I'm salivating. It's nine thirty in the morning, and all I can think about is honey glazed salmon. Wow. Okay. All right. We got to talk about something else because I'm gonna have to go get some food here in a second. Well, what's next in your career? I mean, obviously, you you've had a couple big breaks. You know, you're in a in a dream job scenario. What's going to continue to keep you hungry and motivated and inspired to be the best chef Sibo you can be? Uh, just. Growing, I just, I want to grow every day. I want to get better at my craft. I look at the chefs before me and see the things that they do. And I want to be at that level, if not better. And one of my goals after, I, I feel like I, I love being a private chef and I want to do this for a while, but definitely want my own food truck. And that's a goal of mine that I really want to be able to bring my food to the streets of LA one day. When you get the food truck, text me. I will find you. I'll oh, sure, do whatever it takes to get that food and, and I'll send as many people your way as possible. For sure. You'll but, be one of the first for sure. But you know what? You really are building a brand. You're, you're recognizing, hey, yeah, I'm in a dream job, but I, I know I need to continue to build my brand. And I think you're doing such a great job you know, on Instagram. What was it about taking your brand to the next level saying, hey, I need to start putting these works of art on the internet for people to see? What was that like moment where you said, this, this is something I need to be doing? That's a great question. I feel like a lot of I have a lot of great friends that I surround myself with and they push me a lot. And um, then my friends and family, but the world's like, yo, you need to post more. I feel like I wasn't really posting as much. And I feel like they was like, you need to post more and get your food out more. And hashtag, I use a lot of hashtags because a lot of people look at that stuff. So I feel like I just started pushing more food out and pushing more art out. And I feel like the people loved it. And I feel like it makes me feel good when people are like, yo, post more, man. We'd love to see your food. So that made me want to do that a lot more. That uh, makes a lot of sense. And like I said, they are truly, truly works of art. Are you the one taking the pictures of them? You have like a professional photographer in there? Or? It's, uh, it's funny. People ask me. I actually take my own pictures. You know, when you have a really beautiful model, you know, any camera will do. So yeah, <laughs> you've, exactly, got, uh, you've, exactly. got the, you've got the plates. You know, you plate your food so well. And again, everybody, go check out Chef Sibo on Instagram. This is a guy you're going to want to follow. Just beautiful pictures, really inspiring work. At Rungum, you know, we say our, our mission's twofold. It's to fuel and inspire people to make the most of their busy days, you know, and, and we fuel them with, with caffeinated energy gum. You're fueling people with, with real nutrition. I want to continue to talk about inspiring people because I think that's, that's something that's so important. And, yeah, and your story inspires me, but maybe you could share with us, you know, an inspirational story of working with a client or something where you woke up and just said, man, this is, this is really, you know, what God put me on earth to be doing. That's a very good question. I feel like it wouldn't necessarily be one client. I feel like most of my clients have inspired me just to see them come from nothing to something, from seeing them work hard every day. Like I see, I watch Jimmy put his body on the line. All my other clients put their body on the line and work on their craft like every single day. And I just feel like that pushes me that I need to get in the kitchen working on a new meal, uh, working on a new dish. And I feel like that really inspires me to work hard. Like you said, if I feel like you really want something, 
You have to go out there. You have to work hard. It's going to be long nights. It's going to be days. I've had days where I feel like I have to cry. I feel like I, it was hard, but you just got to keep pushing through because at the end of the light, it's, at the end of the tunnel, it's going to be a bright light and everything's going to work out for you. Man, I love that. All right. So, you know, you're, you're constantly honing your craft. I mean, you got to be buying a lot of groceries too. Tell me oh, what's, a, what's a day in the life like? <laughs> Now that is, that's the part I hate. I hate grocery shopping, but it definitely is something that you have to do. Yeah. I'm more so, Jimmy is very, you never know. His schedule is just so hectic. So uh, you never know when he wants something. I cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And so I may go to the grocery store in the morning, cook breakfast. Then I may go back to the grocery store and get stuff for lunch and dinner. I'm at the grocery store probably two, three times a day. Yikes. I'm, so, a, I'm a guy who hates going to the grocery store too. So you got to take the good with the bad. I guess every job has its own, its own grind. Exactly. Are you going to, uh, you know, is it, is it Whole Foods? Is it a local grocer? You know, is it, is it Safeway, Albertsons? You know, is it, or is it kind of a mixture of all three wherever you can get the best produce? It's just a mixture of all three wherever I get the best produce out here. Luckily they have a uh, Whole Foods uh, close by and, I also like to go to locals, farmers markets, uh, where I can get a lot of good produce as oh, well. Yeah, absolutely. That's the way to go. Man, well, hey, I, I know how excited you are to get back to the grocery store, so I won't take up any of your time. Christian Bowman, man, you are the man. I am so inspired by your story. And again, I just love, I love checking out your feed. I wish you nothing but the best. Sounds like you have the kind of attitude that you're willing to go all in when you need to and, and take the risks and knock on doors. So uh, I just know you're going to go places. I'll continue following you. And I encourage all of our listeners to follow Chef Sibo on Instagram. Thank you, Christian, so much again for your time. Thank you. I really appreciate this. It means a lot. Uh, yeah, everybody follow up. Thank you for giving me this platform to tell my story, Nick. Thank you. Anytime, man. Talk soon. All right, man. Take care. Bye, Christian. A big thank you to everyone for joining us on that episode. If you want to find out more or listen to other episodes, go to rungum.com slash podcast. Also, please make sure to subscribe on iTunes or your preferred player. I'm Nick Simmons, and you've been listening to the Run the Day podcast. Until next time.